Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to The Middle with your hosts, Holly Azapati and Jordana Levine. In this week's episode, we unpick the art of flirting. We look at the different ways the star signs flirt and how to tell from your natal chart what kind of a flirt you really are. We reco a tool for the budding chef, an Oscar-winning flick, and guess the celebrity natal chart of an American model married to the smoothest crooner around. Then we talk about purpose, identity, and what the hell I'm going to do with my life next week. Because it's deadline day, Jordana Levine. I know. So I have my book in today. It's Friday of last week when you guys are listening. And yeah, not really sure what I'm going to do after this. How, what are, what are the feelings going through? Like when you woke up this morning, did it feel like a new day? Like, well, clearly it's a new fucking day. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, like, oh, it's still 2020. Great. <laughs> No, um, it actually felt like that yesterday because I fi- I finished the book yesterday. So today I'm just kind of finessing and um, sending. But yeah, it was really exciting. And I haven't had any energy for a really long time. And I felt very energetic last night. Really? Yeah. This yeah. is so great, Jord. I'm really excited to see what shifts for you just in your personal life, having watched oh. you go through the process of writing this book. Like people don't realize what a process this is, right? I know. Well, yeah, this particular book was a process for sure. It's funny, actually, um, we'll talk about it in the middle membership energy read, but it's the Scorpio full moon next week. And usually I'm like, or or the week that you guys are listening, usually I'm like, oh no, not a Scorpio full moon. Like nobody needs more transformation in their life right now. But I'm actually really looking forward to shedding an old me and emerging as a new me. I think that your whole last, how long has it been you've been writing? Maybe a Since year. Since July last year. Yeah. So yeah. coming up to that or like eight months, whatever it is, can't do it, maths. Um, it's nine months. That that has been you just like slowly shifting, shedding, shifting, shedding, shifting, mm-hmm. shedding. So it it's perfectly timed, isn't it, that it's the Scorpio full moon I know. the week after you hand this in. I know. It's so good. So good. So, yes, that is what I am looking forward to this week. How's your week been? Yeah, it's been great. I've had a lot of space, which I've consciously created because I found myself in old habits of seeing space and filling it. And there's been some great increased demand for my readings, Jord. And so there've been lots of people, oh, can you squeeze me in? Can you squeeze me in? And I was saying yes for a few weeks there and realized that, oh, in squeezing other people's people's energy into my space I'm actually not able to show up for me and it's just that constant repeated pattern so this week I said no and I kept the space and I feel really really good for it that's so good on that note though I did have my very first reading with Holly last week was it last week oh yeah it was last Friday it was this time last week yeah. And um, it was really good. And I'm not just saying that because you're sitting here on a podcast with me but it was really 
insightful. It was really helpful. It was interesting. I'd love to hear from your perspective, but it was mm. really interesting having a reading from your best friend. Mm. Um, but it still just kind of worked, right? Yeah. I think for me, when we decided we were going to do it, it was really, it was nerve wracking because I don't read for people closest to me because it's, it's just hard. It's really, really hard to determine what is intuition and what's projection because I know pretty much everything about you, Jordana Levine. And so Mm. I really did have to get into this space of just trust and speaking what's coming up without my own version of, oh no, Jord would have told me if that was a thing or, you know, oh, that's definitely not going to land. And in trusting what was coming up, I felt that everything landed even more. So it was, it, it ended up being like a beautiful confidence boost for me. Yeah, it was great. And there were so many things that you said where you were like, all right, this isn't going to make any sense. I don't know if this is going to land with you. And it would absolutely land with me. And I was like, oh, my yeah. God, I can't believe I didn't tell you that, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was actually so fun. And, like, even things like the song that came up and then you mm-hmm. playing it later in the day and me messaging it to you while you were playing it, just wild synchronicity. I actually feel like when you're reading for someone close to you, just based off my experience with you last week, you because you know them so well, your intuition can fire even more strongly when it comes to like symbols and serendipity and those yeah, sorts of things. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was really fun. It was super <laughs> fun. Um, guys, I'm going to have a really happy life just in case you're wondering. I'm all worried about me. <laughs> I was reading, I was honestly reading Jordan going, Oh my God, this is amazing. And I'm not just saying this because you're my friend. Like, <laughs> I'm really excited for you. Thanks, honey. I'm excited for me too. Um, So in today's episode, we're actually talking about flirting, which is a funny thing to be talking about, but you and I are naturally quite flirty people. (laughs) Well, we're always and constantly fun, flirty and fresh. This is true. This is so true. But I mean, like, I feel like, uh, like outside of relationships, outside of dating, I'm flirty in general. Like I'll flirt with girls at yeah, the coffee shop, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I'm, in, I'm the same as you, George. And I tend to call in like my close relationships tend to be quite flirtatious people as well. I feel it's something to do with responding to someone's communication style. That's what it feels like. It feels for me at least that flirt, flirtation and flirting is an innate communication style that I respond well to and that just I naturally also I don't know, engage in rather than it being a promiscuous type of um, way of communicating. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't know if I'd use the word promiscuous though. No. Do you think flirting's promiscuous? Or maybe maybe not promiscuous. I I guess it can lend itself to promiscuity depending on your intention behind the nature of the flirt. (laughs) Like if you're pushing boundaries, you know, uh, maybe this is for me being in a relationship and still being a flirtatious person, but also needing to make clear where the lines are, where it's becoming a little bit too flirtatious and not. Whereas I can imagine being single, you've kind of got a little bit more free reign with the flirt. Does that make sense? Um, Yeah. I mean, you've got free reign in your own sovereignty, I guess, but I mean, it's hard as a single flirting because you are not always certain whether you are allowed to be flirting with the other person. Like if we're talking about romantic context, yeah. Some, sometimes it's unclear whether the other person is single or not and is allowed to be receiving your flirt. 
And then are they flirting back or are they just being kind? Because this is the issue that I get into a lot. As we all know, I have a very Gemini dominant chart and we'll talk about the individual signs in a minute, but Gemini's are notoriously flirty. So I'm flirty (laughs) in all aspects of everything. (laughs) Just a flirty gal. (laughs) I am. But also when I was a lot younger, it got misconstrued a lot because I wasn't flirting for romantic engagement. I was flirting because that's how I talk to people. Yeah. You know, like it was my way of engaging. And so um, I found that I kind of pared back my flirting quite a bit because it was misinterpreted a lot. Interesting. So, Jord, could if you could define your flirt style, what what's the kind of flirt that you lend yourself to and also that you respond well to? Yeah, I, res- I, I lend myself to and I respond well to, <laughs> no one will be surprised by this, but like, witty intellectual kind of flirting and by that I mean like funny little bit of teasing little bit of like um yeah it's it's wit and cleverness that's that's the kind of flirting I perform and the the kind of flirting I like to receive in return yeah, I've got to agree with you on that. I feel, as as I was saying before, like it's the communication piece for me. It's how someone is expressing themselves. That said, I also do like a bit of like a, a light tap on the arm or yes. like a little bit of physical touch incorporated as well. Yeah, I guess, I, or, yes, I am absolutely that person as well. I actually had, I think I've told this story on the potty before, but one of my ex-boyfriends, his dad <laughs> said to me one time, he's like... <laughs> He's like, oh, John, you really do touch people a lot, don't you? And I was like, oh, okay. He's on to me. <laughs> and it was at his 60th birthday party. So I was obviously walking around the room touching people on the shoulder because that's how I engage with them, right? Like someone's talking to me and I'm engaged in the conversation and genuinely engaged. I naturally reach out to have contact with them. Yeah, I'm the exact same as you, Jord. Um, I feel we we are very similar in the way that we flirt. We're constantly flirting with each other. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think? I think so. I think we'll get into these little witty banters over Vox and then we'll just be like so fulfilled by the end of it that we're like, wow, that was a really good run. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, it's fine. It's not a romantic thing for us. (laughs) So how do you, well, we kind of established it a little bit, but how do you think that you flirt? I I feel that, yes, wit is – no, actually, do you know what? I respond well to wit, but I think for me my flirting is a little bit more like girlish and giddy and giggly and physical touchy. Okay. I actually feel like I'm quite an awkward flirt, Jord, and I'd be interested when we dive into the star signs what their qualities are because yeah. I feel like – Maybe that's something that's innate in my chart because if you look at my, like if you look at Leo, Libra, Gemini, it's like flirt, 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 but I still have this awkward tendency and I think it's a getting up in my head, like you were saying of like, oh, is this going to be misconstrued? Uh, They're going to take this the wrong way or, you know, I'm just trying to be like fun, flirty, fresh here. It doesn't mean anything. I really love banter, but I also hold myself back sometimes because I feel like it might get me into trouble. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's the hardest thing about flirting, right? It's like you can have your own style of flirting and what that means and what the intention is behind it, but flirting has to be received by somebody else. Yeah. And I mean, I don't want to get into the consent argument, but it does lend itself to that debate because it's sort of like, 
oh, well, you you were flirting with me. And it's like, well, no, that's how I communicate with people. I, I was being friendly, you know, yes. and, and that, that, gets, that can get really blurry. Have we looked up the definition of flirting? Should I do that? Yeah, that could be your research for this episode. That could be the one <laughs> thing that I contribute from a research perspective. Yeah. <laughs> Give me two sex, guys. Flirting. <clears throat> okay, so according to dictionary.com, flirting is to behave as though sexually attracted to someone, but playfully rather than with serious intentions. Oh, that's naughty, isn't it? There's a second one. Oh, <laughs> of a bird. Wave or open and shut its wings or tail with a quick flicking motion. Yeah, well, that's what it is. Like flirting is is that primal courting phase. I mean, I get I get the actual definition of flirting. I do because that's what that's essentially what it is. It's to attract a mate. Yes. But I think as we've evolved as humans and we're no longer primitive beings, yeah. that we flirting does become part of your personality and that's where you can turn around to me Hull, and say oh well I'm Leo Libra and Gemini and they're very flirty signs and they absolutely are but that makes up your personality not so much the way that you love or the way that you communicate and we'll talk about that in a little bit of detail so true so true the piece that stood out for me in the definition was the playful aspect and that's what flirting feels like right it does yeah. feel like play and I, I I just love that it's innating you and I because it's word play it's communication play of course we love flirting it's in our nature absolutely and it's so yeah. funny like just to bring it back to my Gemini ways and we spoke about this a little bit oh no actually I think it, oh, I get so confused by stuff I think it was in the middle membership but I get bored very easily yes and I've really noticed even just this week having a little bit of a flirt with someone it was fun on the first night when we were flirting and then I got super bored super easy really? because he didn't pick up his game. You know, it was just like. <laughs> okay, describe to me how he could have picked up his game. Was it keeping the banter going? Was it a he little bit. He didn't keep the banter going. He reused old jokes. I'm like, mate, we've joked about that already. Like that's just gone now. Like that's He's not a thing him. anymore. I don't know. It just like, and then it just got boring. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, I, I, this is my stimulation. Like, this is what excites me. Yeah. And I think if I look at relationships I've been in, it's because the flirting never stops. Really? Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. I, I, I'm interested actually around the concept of flirting in relationship, but long-term relationship, as in like me and Trent, do we flirt? There'll be moments of flirting, but it's not like a consistent thing. And that's where it's really interesting because Trent knows I am a flirt and he is a very solid man and very comfortable with my flirtatious ways. Just because, as you said, it's not discriminatory. It's like anyone I speak to ever. I'm pretty sure I flirt in my readings. Like it's just how I communicate. Mm. Whereas for Tranny, he's a lot less inclined to flirt it's just not in him but I'm I'm sitting here going oh if if I notice someone flirting with Trent out and about how would that make me feel and it's so interesting because I'm such a contradiction I wouldn't like it <laughs> no of course not well you'd feel threatened right totally mm. I'd just and I'd start to peacock myself but I mean that always adds a bit of spice to the relationship anyway so you know that's right and also whole like I have not been with someone for 12 years <laughs> so I'm sure I would struggle <laughs> 
to keep flirting. Twelve years later. I think, I think sometimes my flirting is just like, what the fuck are you doing, Holly? Like, stop that. Well, it's it's, it's also fun. It's like you said, it's it's play, but it's exciting. And like for me, it's the it's a bit risky as well, you know. And I don't mean in a sexual way. I just no. mean in. When you're flirting with someone and you don't actually know if they're interested in you, but you're trying to, you know, um, fan your feathers for them to let them know that you're interested, you're putting yourself on the line. There's a little bit of vulnerability in that, you know. Totally. Yeah. What are some flirting attempts or flirting styles that don't land for you? Oh, uh, like I'm not really into like, if someone was trying to flirt with me by like showing off in a physical way, that just would not land for me at all. Yeah, um, like a muscle pick or something. Yeah, that wouldn't work. Um, I probably wouldn't respond very well to like um, like a overly romantic flirt, like trying to be yeah dreamy and ho- hopelessly romantic kind of vibe that would not be well type of flirt <laughs> i see in type of flirt totally that wouldn't work for me um mm. yeah it look it, it pretty much just has to be witty and intellectual so i mean i just brought up you know you're probably not going to respond well to a piscean way of flirting but jordan i'm interested in your research that you've done this virgo <laughs> me for this episode please share with us okay so the done? first thing i want to say is and this is this is actually my personal interpretation nowhere on the internet agreed with me but i think you're going to agree with me whole okay fine. i think if we look at our natal chart i think there's two planets we want to be looking at first mm-hmm. one definitely venus like everyone agrees on that So where your Venus placement is, really important. But I also think where your Mercury placement is. That was exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, because I think that in order, like it's one thing to feel love in a certain way and maybe express love in a certain way, but with flirting, you actually have to communicate it. Totally. Yeah, and if we go back to Gemini, and I'll unpick you, but my Venus is in Gemini, and I... Also realize, as we said before, like not only do I flirt with wit and intellect, but I also use my hands a lot. And Gemini are all about hands. We're ruled by our hands. So Ah. it's like lots of gestures, lots of touching, you know, Ah. and that sort of communicative style, which is interesting. So interesting. Yeah. So, okay. So we'll go through each sign. So I want you to look at your natal chart. Bring your natal chart up, everyone, if you don't have it. You want to have a look at your Venus predominantly, but then also get curious about your Mercury. Cool, cool. And I also think, look, you can definitely look at your sun and your moon and your rising for sure. Like they're definitely going to play a part because it's your personality. But in terms of love, let's look at those two. Okay, so Aries. And disagree with me as well, Hol. This is just kind of my interpretation. Aries. They're very much, I think, about the pursuit and, like, Mm. flirting is a bit of a conquest for them. Mm. It's like, I will get that person. I also feel like Aries may lend themselves to being a little more sexually explicit should it come to that. A little bit more forward. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Taurians, I think, well, Taurus in general is quite a sensual sign. So perhaps a little bit more practical in the way that they flirt, but it's sort of like um, 
looking at the practicality of the situation in their attempt to flirt. Do you know what I mean? So like my Mercury's in Taurus and I can relate to that. It's like, all right, I can flirt here, but what am I working with? Like, what am I working with? Who is this person? What's our environment? Is there wine involved? You know what I mean? (laughs) Totally. And do you also feel that Taurians would would respond better to a physical touch element in flirting as well because of their central nature? Definitely. Maybe they're sending you songs because, you know, oh, no, that's probably more a water sign thing to do. Oh, wait. Um, Gemini, like we said, witty, intellect, teasing, little bit of self-deprecation, I think. Oh, I love a Gemini flirt. It's the best. That, I, mean, Gemini, I feel like Geminis are the best flirts of the Zodiac. I'm just saying it, guys. I think we are too. I think it's, it's yeah, it can be really bad though because we can be all flirt and nothing else. Totally. Yeah. That's shadow we don't side. always follow through after the flirt. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, cancer. I'll let you take this one. Okay, so Cancerians would send you love songs and they would ask you about your childhood trauma and they would really try and get to the depth of your soul. Yeah, and I yeah, and like real honesty in what they're saying. Yeah. You know and emo- I mean? like emotion, like if they're Ugh. feeling you, it's like I am feeling you. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't cope well with that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're like take it away. Everyone in your life is a Cancerian. <laughs> I nailed it. Hey, Cancerians. <laughs> okay, Leo. So their their flirting style is very performative, very affectionate, but I think the flirt is more for them than it is for the other person. 100% agree. Yeah. yeah. Virgo, interesting, because this is you hold in your Mercury and your Venus. Yeah. Virgo's way of flirting, and I can guarantee this having dated a few of them, is this is why you need me. Let me show you all the ways in which you need me. <laughs> And um, I can help you. Let me help you. <laughs> I feel so seen. <laughs> <laughs> and also, so I think a, a Virgo will fuss over you as well. Like that'll be their way of that'll Absolutely. be their way of flirting is to be like, here, let me do this for you and that for you and this for you because you're a victim and I am. I am the provider, and yeah. I will make it better for you. It's yeah. a, that's me to a T. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yes. Do you think so? Oh, a hundred percent. This is the thing. Like, I think my personality side is quite performative because of the Leo and the Libra traits and the Gemini, like up up the front, it looks like that, but behind the scenes, no, my flirting mechanics are like, how can I fix this person? (laughs) (laughs) And like, like with the best intentions at heart. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely wanting to help them. It's for them. Yeah. And that's how I show that I care. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, no, I I, I see it. Um, Okay, Libra. Oh, Librans, they're just, they're, they love the flirt. And they're, they're probably the most similar to Gemini in this way in that it's about the communication style and the emotion that comes up and the potentiality of love. But when it comes to following through, probably a little less inclined to. Well, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that. I cool. think that they are inclined to follow it up because they're a little bit needy in the way that they flirt. Ah, fair call. So they flirt in a similar style to Gemini, but they do it because they want to be with that person. Whereas a Gemini just does it for fun. Yes, you're right. That is definitely the difference. (laughs) Like Libra has fallen in love, deeply in love with this person. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, feels. Yeah. 
it's not just a crush guys (laughs) no and I think that's that's so they are very similar signs in that they're both air and they do share a lot of qualities but where Gemini will do it for the risk of the other person not flirting back where Libra is doing it to land the other person 100% yeah yeah Scorpio oh my god how do they flirt (laughs) Well, I think very intensely, very like penetratively and very sexy. Like I love a Scorpio flirt. I just hate yeah. what comes after. Yeah, I agree. Scorpios are quite good flirts. They're so endearing. There's just something about them. Well, oh. because they, they're trying to hook you, like <laughs> reel you in. It's like here, sip from my elixir, you know, and then there's just some sort of like love potion in there. Totally. And because I feel like Scorpios exude just like sex. So there's that as well. (laughs) (sighs) (laughs) Hey, hey, isn't your dating ban done now that the book, now that the book's done? My dating ban is done, but I am definitely an ISO. Although I have been, I have been quite successful considering we're in isolation. You're doing well. But I'm about to step it up a notch Mm. this weekend. Watch out, Byron. (laughs) George is coming lock up your Scorpios (laughs) please don't lock up your Scorpios (laughs) leave leave the Scorpios out you can lock up everyone else I know a Scorpio and Byron Bay do you you know them too oh do I (laughs) (laughs) I'll cut it out (laughs) oh Oh, gross I even forgot he existed (laughs) I haven't seen him anywhere lately. I guess because I'm not allowed out of the house. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, okay, what comes next? Sagittarius. Oh, how would a Sagittarius flirt? Well, I've, I've thought a lot about this. Um, I think that it would be quite exciting and surprising and they'd keep you guessing. Totally. Like they're not going to be up front, but they want to thrill you and excite you, you know? It'd be quite yeah, clever, I reckon. Mm, I agree. I agree. There'd be some passion in there as well. Yeah. Love it. Um, okay. Oh. Now, we get to Capricorn. And I, I have to say, I'm going to say they're the worst flirts of everyone. Wow. Do you agree? I would, I would, oh, yeah. I would just like, that's just me assuming. But, yeah, they, it'd be boring AF. Well, I think. <laughs> hang on. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I don't course. think that it would necessarily be boring AF. I think that a Capricorn is like, if you want me, come and get me. Yeah. I'm Ooh. not moving for you. Totally. You know? You do I'm just going to stay oh. on this mountain as a goat. A mountain <laughs> goat. <laughs> I have conquered this mountain. And if that isn't enough for you, I'm not interested. Go away. <laughs> peasant and fight for me to the death yeah I just I don't know I I just think that Capricorns are waiting to be flirted with yes I don't think they're the ones to flirt and it would have to be overt flirting like it would have to be it couldn't just be like witty banter oh you mean of the other person yeah for a Capricorn to respond yeah It, it would need to like be ego stroking yes agreed (laughs) okay um Aquarius oh god I feel like Aquarians would be bubbly and exciting and creative and maybe a bit 
OTT and not knowing when to rein it in or not. Or not. I'm just thinking of aquariums in my life. <laughs> but you're thinking of sun placement aquariums. Oh, yeah, good point. I think that aquariums, much like their Gemini and Libra counterparts, I think that it would be quite intelligent. But I think that an aquarium would be quite wary of flirting. I think they're a bit more above it, you know? Right, yes. But I think that, or maybe like their way of flirting would be like, oh, have you heard about, um, have you heard about what's going on in the Great Barrier Reef at the moment? Let me tell you all about it, you know? Totally. Yeah. And the other person might be interested in that, which would be great for this Aquarius, but (laughs) there could be other people that would be like, yeah, I know all about the Great Barrier Reef. Yeah, and then it doesn't land. Yeah. The last star sign is Pisces. Oh, of course. My husband, who's Venus and Mercury are in Pisces. Okay, so you tell me. Uh, Very emotionally fueled. I feel that Pisceans keep their cards close to their chest until they feel like they can really trust you. And then when they can let you in, it's like you're invited in. That it's it's a sensitivity. They would respond well to. Do you know what they probably is why me and Trent work because they would respond really well to somebody doing all the little things for them because it would really mean a lot to them. I feel like sentiment is a flirtatious. Yeah, I I agree. I think they're hopeless romantics. Yeah, and I think um, they might not be so outward with the expression of flirting but on the inside they're creating a relationship totally yeah it's their dreamland fantasy yeah mm, it's so true because you look at trying not assume that he's a flirt at all and he really isn't he, he keeps it all in bless but also see then you've got so you, i mean you've got to look at a whole natal chart right because then you've got trenny who's like I think it's funny with Trini because he's a Taurian. So, like, he's, his son is Taurus, so he's quite practical. But then he does have a Gemini rising. I don't personally see the Gemini rising side of Trini. Totally. I see it, but, I mean, I live with him yeah. closely. Um, but the Taurian side of him would definitely weave into the flirtiness in terms of the, like, the making of the pastas and the fine wines. And he's very good at whining and dining. But would that be – does that – count as flirting or is that more once the flirting has eventuated into yeah I mean I guess we can define it in different ways I'm sort of thinking about like the different stage okay so there's different stages of flirting right it's like oh I've met someone I like the look of them I'm gonna flirt to let them know I'm interested I'm gonna fan my feathers totally right and like we said before I don't consciously think that that's just how I am like if I like someone I'm (laughs) flirting I can't help it you know yeah. Um, then you open yourself up to, well, are they going to flirt back? And then you're stuck because you're a bit like, I don't know their natal chart yet because I've just <laughs> met them. And like, maybe they're not an overly flirtatious person. It doesn't mean they're not interested in me. Yes, exactly. Right? This is where flirting can't be the one decider in courting, I guess. No, it can't. But for, for me personally, I do feel like that courting stage is more exciting 
when there's a lot of flirt involved. And I have to say, um, if we're talking about like dating apps, if you're on an app and if someone does not flirt with me in the initial chat stages with some witty banter, I'm out. Interesting. I'd be the exact same. I'm just, I'm, I'm really curious to hear from the listeners about this, particularly from the side of, uh, discrediting flirting oh yeah it's no big deal for me like I'd really love to hear that because you and I are both so on the same page with this that it'd be fascinating to hear from people who are like oh yeah flirting isn't really a thing for me I'm intrigued and people who find it hard to flirt you know because I mean there's got to be there's it, it and I think it is if you think about it too much like if you put too much thought into it then it loses its authenticity right totally it becomes like forced and I feel like the other piece that could weave its way into this is um second guessing self and a worthiness piece around oh what's the point of even fluffing my feathers because are they are they even going to engage with me so it's self-doubt piece and to be honest like I used to feel that when I was a lot younger I hadn't done any work but I'm like oh I'm not I'm like it's almost like a coyness or a shyness of I'm not going to put myself out there in case it's not received yeah definitely Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I, yeah, I definitely suffered with that. Like I said, I was too flirty and I was giving people the wrong impression. And so then I had to like really rate it back. And then I was nervous to flirt again in case it wasn't received well. So interesting, George. But now I'm just fun, flirty and fresh all the time. I love being fun, flirty and fresh. It's my favorite thing to be. (laughs) Holly, what is your reco this week? So my record this week, Jord, is a gift that I got for Trent for his 30th last week. It is the Avanti Stainless Steel Pasta Making Machine. And I bought it from kitchenwarehouse.com.au. He's been making all the pasta with it. It's his favourite thing in the world. He even went and bought the proper flour to make pasta that the Italians use. It's called Il Molino di Napoli Caputo. I'll put a picture of it in the Facebook group. Is it like an XO flower? Yeah. Yes, exactly. So he's been making (laughs) heaps of pasta and it's a really great gift for someone that you live with so that then they can make you pasta. And they're relatively inexpensive, aren't they? It's 30% off. I think I got it for about $55. Yeah. Through the sale. I I, um, haven't made pasta because I, I'm on my own. I don't think it's impressive when you make it for yourself. It's like, oh, I made us something. And then I'm like, oh, it's so nice. But <laughs> if I did have people in the house, I would definitely be making pasta right now. It's I so can't. nice. Like it, it's kind of therapeutic. You should give it a go, Hop. Trent literally will have like random YouTube videos up of Italians while he's kneading the dough. It's the cutest thing to watch. It's actually quite attractive. Um, but I can't wait to be able to have friends over and do dinner parties with Trent's pasta. It's going to be so fun. So fun. Oh, good reco, yeah. Hal. How about you, my gal? Um, I'm actually going to reco a movie. I watched it weeks ago, but I was struggling to pull up a reco this week. Um, it is Parasite, which won the Oscar this year. Um, it's a Korean film. It is so bloody good. I know you watched it as well, Hull. Um, it's kind of, actually, I don't want to tell you what it's about because I didn't know going in. Did you know going in what it was about? No idea. No, No me neither. And it just kept surprising me and I freaking loved it. Um, so I highly recommend it's screening on Stan at the moment. And I also think YouTube have put it up for free. 
Wow. But just double check that. But um, it's fantastic. It is subtitled, um, but I I don't mind a subtitled film. I've, I've recommended it to a few people and they're like, oh, I don't do subtitles. And I'm like, but you're what? missing out on the best film ever. You have it to. Is- so good. I seco the reco. I watched it because you told me to, and it was brilliant. Yeah, really it's good. So 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 good. And it's it's a they call it a tragic comedy. So it's like a tragic comedy. So it's 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 dark dark comedy. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I, yeah, it'd be so hard to classify it as yeah. something because it is like. But you it's said, definitely funny. Oh, but it's yeah. also full on. Full on. Yeah. So that is my recommendation this week. Okay, Holly, Celebrity Natal Chart is for Miss Chrissy Teigen or Mrs. John Legend. I love Chrissy Teigen so much. It's so funny. When I came to write the intro, I was like, what do I call Chrissy Teigen? Like, what what does she do? She's a model. I mean, she's a model. She was on Sports Illustrated. She was on the yeah. Sports Illustrated cover and then TV personality. But I just think she's so funny and she, um, like her tweets, not that I'm on Twitter, but I read them when people post them. They're just so hilarious. I really, really enjoy her. She's so funny and also she takes a stand. Like she calls yes. out trolls and, yeah, I just love her. I feel like she's going to be a really fun natal chart to guess because there are a few things at play here, right? She is uh, performative. She's a communicator. She's good with words. Uh, and she also... Ah, there's just, I don't know, there's just a really likeable quality about her. She's very likeable. Okay, so with that in mind, I'm going to say that there's at least one air placement. No. Okay, so there's no air placements, which means there has to be one fire placement. There's one fire placement. Okay, let's park that. It really blows my mind that there's no air. Wow. Okay, let me just. There's no air anywhere. Really? Except Mars. Okay, I just need I need to intuit this one because that I, I can't logical mind it. <clears throat> Is there a Pisces placement? No. Fuck, I'm broken today, guys. So sorry. CT again. Okay. 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 Communicator, there's still a sign that this could work with. Is there an earth placement in her chart? No. What? You're kidding. I thought, okay, well, there must be a Virgo somewhere. No. This is insane to me. Is she double fire? No. Is it only one fire placement? Yes. She's double water fire? Yeah. Heavy. Her rising is fire? No. I suck at Chrissy Teigen. Well, it's a surprising chart. Her son is fire? Yes. Okay. Because I can see the fire. (laughs) Can't be moon. Okay, so she's a fire sun. She's got to be a Leo. No. Aries? No. Sag? Yes. (laughs) Really? Yeah. I don't understand how she's so funny and witty. But I think that Sages can be quite funny. Yeah. I'm sorry, Sages. 
Okay, hang on. I need to drop in again. Water signs. So I'm working with Cancer or Scorpio. Ah, okay. Scorpio rising. No. Cancer rising? Yes. <laughs> Scorpio moon? No. Cancer moon? Yeah. This is the worst celebrity natal chart of all time, <laughs> and I am so, so sorry. But if you can honestly say that you guessed her natal chart right, you deserve some kind of reward. That has blown my mind. Yeah, I would never have guessed it either. And also, um, her Venus is in Scorpio. Her Mercury is in Sagittarius, okay, which so I also find quite strange because I, I, well, actually, maybe not with her Venus in Scorpio because I do think she's quite flirty. Sag double Cancer. Yeah, interesting, isn't it? I am so confused by that chart. And I guess, you know what? It lends itself to the discussion of you cannot just judge someone by their natal chart. Because if I saw that chart, Chrissy Teigen would be one of the last people I would put to that. But also, Holly, you don't know Chrissy Teigen. This is true. (laughs) You've got a valid point. Wow. Do you do you know John Legends? Can we have a look at his? I did actually look at it, but I'll um I've forgotten it. I'll bring it up again. He feels quite earthy, but I mean I'm clearly not I'm pretty sure he's quite Capricorn heavy. Yeah, his son's in Capricorn. His moon's in Sag, so that's matching her son, and his rising is Capricorn. So they balance each other out really well. That's beautiful. He's yeah. double earth fire and she's double water fire. Oh my god, I love it. Yeah, it's really good. And wow. his Venus is also in Scorpio and his Mercury is also in Sag. They, that's compatibility there. Yeah, they're very compatible. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Okay, that was fantastic, Jord. And well, <laughs> my ego needed that today, so thank you. <laughs> it's like perfectly timed after mum started listening to the podcast last week and sent me a text saying, wow, Jord is so great at guessing the sun and the stars. And now she's going to be listening to this and being like, my daughter. <laughs> no, that was a hard chart. But also we should we should mention, in case you missed it on Instagram, that last week when we did JVN's um, natal chart, Holly messed up the sun and the moon. Yeah. Which was so funny because I felt like when you – I wouldn't usually disagree with you. When, when <laughs> I mean, I always disagree with you. But, I mean – if you told me it was one way, I'd be like, oh, I got the chart wrong. But there was just something that was so obvious about his sun in Aries and his moon in Pisces. And when you said it was the other way around, I was like, what? You literally asked. You're like, are you sure? And I was like, yes, I'm sure. And I clearly wasn't sure, guys. That's the moral of the story. Fuck. So Wild. funny. So, so okay. funny. Great segment. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Solid segment. That is some premium podcast content right there. <laughs> So, Jord, now, yeah. now that book draft is handed in, and obviously there's a process you go through to get it to the final stages, but this has been you living and breathing for eight to 12 months now. What are you going to do with all this time? Well, it's interesting because I don't actually know, and I've never, well, not never, but I, I, I really don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. I don't have a big project to work on. I mean, my business will still tick over. Luna Lover membership will still be doing its thing, still be recording the podcasts, you know, but I don't have a big project to be working on and that's not me. And I'm feeling, I'm excited to have some rest, but I'm also feeling a little bit like 
well, who the hell am I now? Do I need to take up a new hobby or should I just jump on a new project? Or, you know, someone asked me, who's not a friend of mine, just someone I was flirting with, um, asked me yesterday, what what are you going to do now? And I didn't really have anything to say, and I, which is fine because I should be taking the time. But I, all of a sudden I felt inferior and I thought, oh, so interesting, George. You wrap your identity up in what you're doing. Ooh. And is, is when you say wrapping your identity in what you're doing, does it have to be a work doing? For me, yeah. Mm. It's like, or travel. Because that's exciting, right? Oh, I'm going traveling for the rest of the year, which is actually what I had intended to do before COVID. Yeah. Hit. So it was a bit like, oh, well, I can't say I'm doing an exciting thing like traveling, which makes me an interesting person. Uh, and if I can say I'm writing a book, well, that identifies me as an author. But if I, I mean, having just written a book also identifies me as totally. an author. But it's not an active thing. So I'm sort of like, oh, well, what am I doing now? And is it okay to just say I'm just going to do nothing and enjoy it? Or does that make me a lazy person or an unmotivated person or directionless or without purpose? Yeah, you know? absolutely. It's interesting that we're having this conversation. I had it with another friend um, this week who wraps her entire identity up in her work and she's self-employed and what she does. And given um, in light of what's going on at the moment, a lot of her work has fallen away and she's really struggling with what to do with the space. So rather than actually sit in the space and reevaluate, okay, this is a time for me to rest or like you said, pick up a new hobby. It's like, I'm just going to push harder and work harder and create a new project and do something else. And I said to her, who are you when you take all work away? Like, who are you then? And she got really uncomfortable with that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would also. Yeah. Who are you if you take all your work? Away? I'm the exact same. No idea. And it's it's really interesting because I wonder is this a problem that everyone is facing in some way? And if it's not the job that you're identifying yourself with, maybe it's your role as a parent, or maybe it's a relationship that you define yourself by. Is is this what it is? Like we've become so out of touch with who we are minus the external that it's a really uncomfortable conversation to have. Yeah, I think so. And I think on the flip side, what I realized is that I too will give someone an identity by what they do, how they spend their time rather than who they are. Yes. You know, like, of course, as I get to know people, like I would never identify you by your work, Holly, because I know you on a soul level. But when you initially meet someone, and you do, like when you're dating or just meeting a new friend even, one of the first questions you ask is, well, what do you do? Yeah. As if that defines who they are. Absolutely. And it's I've had this conversation in the past where it's like, you could you could stilt that conversation and say, uh, I, you know, I, and you share some of your hobbies that you do, but it's almost like you're skirting. It makes it an awkward conversation because then it's like, oh, why are you avoiding answering a simple question of what do you do? But it is the way that we define people and the way we connect is how you're showing up in the world from a work in a working capacity and. For you, Jord, I can totally understand that right now, like it's been okay because you're like, I'm writing my book. But now it's like, well, I've handed my book in. And but you do a lot of things. Like you are, you're managing podcasts, you've got Luna Lover, you're teaching Yin. But for you, is it that there's no big meaty thing that you're working on? 
Yeah, and I think it just gave me purpose every day, you know, like... Mm. I don't, I don't know. I, and it, yeah, I don't know. I think it's also like a badge we wear, you know, yes. like it feels good to say I'm writing a book. Like it feels like an achievement to say that. Yeah. And, and like I said, it's still an achievement to say I've written a book yeah. or I've already got a book out mm. and I've written a second book, but it just, for me, without having something to do every day that cements that identification I feel a bit directionless. That's the piece, isn't it? It's like, okay, well, where do I go from here? And that piece around purpose, and I feel like we put so much pressure on ourselves to have purpose constantly. I'm putting that like in inverted commas. And I I, I remind myself of this because I find myself getting caught up in the exact same jaw. is like, for me, and it sounds esoteric and we can roll our eyes at it, but for me, my purpose is to feel uh, aligned, is to feel joy, is to do things with love. And sometimes, like, I had a really uh, purposeless day on Wednesday where for the first time in a long time I literally had no plans, nothing at all, and I just followed joy and creativity and all of those things, and I ended up having the most beautiful day and and maybe that's the piece isn't it it's like allowing the space and putting the uh, identification to the side and just following the feelings that you're wanting to seek in the day I don't know yeah no I agree I think look there's the added pressure of the fact that we there's still so many restrictions on what we can do yes so like for me like I said I I was planning to go overseas but I can't even really drive down to Sydney you know so it's sort of just like it it's like limiting your expression in the confines of how you can identify yourself which is not by many things at the moment no what is this piece around identification like if I asked you who is Jordana Levine and I know that that's a hard like it is a hard question but what would what would come to mind first for you well, I think we already established that she's fun. <laughs> um, I would say like very, um, uh, I would say like friendly and warm. Mm-hmm. I would say she's um, curious and investigative. Yes, definitely. <laughs> and always needs to know the answer, even if it takes her days and days of searching for it. Um she is socially intelligent mm-hmm. and emotionally intelligent mm-hmm. and creative mm-hmm. and she's just a good ideas person. She's a good ideas person and she's also really pretty. <laughs> and I feel, Jord, notice all of those things, none of them was a job title what you do for work, description, none of them. No, 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 of course. Yeah, of course. But they're also like personality traits. So it's like, does our personality define us? Well, I think it probably does, right? Mm, I think so because that's how people see you and it's also how you see yourself. Mm. So how do you identify yourself? Um, Funny. (laughs) I love that. That's the first thing I said too. Uh warm and kind and generous yeah intuitive uh clever but in an unassuming sort of way (laughs) 
<laughs> Sorry, guys. There's that funny again. Um, uh, Is it less funny if you laugh at your own joke? I hear that. I really do. <laughs> I also hear it's less funny when you have to explain the joke. Uh, I I would I I don't know. I get weird. I I feel like I'm a good friend, and I am committed to self improvement and like working on self. Think. Mm. And do you think all those things identify you? <sighs> no, I'm, I feel like I'm more than those things, you know? I feel like we all have an essence. There's an essence and it's an experience of us that can't be put into words unless someone is in our energy, you know? It's like it is. It's mm. a frequency piece. And, again, that that doesn't necessarily mean that that's our purpose, but sort of. Uh, bear with me here. I know this is like roundabout, but I do feel part of our purpose is to hone in on our authentic expression of our energetic vibration and tuning into that and honing that. And once we're there, yeah, the work can come and go and the relationships can come and go, but we're showing up as our fullest expression of self, you know? So maybe that's the piece that while there is all this space for you, George, it's like, okay, I'm just going to come back to my vibration and what makes it feel good right now, knowing that there are parameters, absolutely. Um, but there are still ways for you to creatively express and to connect and to, you know, be your beautiful, witty, fun, flirty, fresh gal. Yeah, no, I agree. And that's what I'm excited about because what I realized yesterday was that it was what I feel I'm being... It's it's other people's interpretation of my identity that is worrying me, not my own yeah. feeling of identity, yeah. you know? Absolutely. It's like how will people see me instead of just enjoying being seen? Totally. And do you know how I feel people will see you? Very successful, just handed in the second draft of like your second book that you've been working incredibly hard on. You've got two incredible podcasts. Like they would see all of that and be like, fuck how lucky she gets to take a bit of a breather um, and yeah. she's worked really hard for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Thanks. That's, okay. Thanks, that's your permission Thanks to for, breathe. Thanks for making me feel that's better. That's okay. That's another thing I'm good at. <laughs> <laughs> it is actually very true. You are very good at that. So by the time you guys are listening to this, our weekly energy read has gone up into middle membership. And this week, Jord, as you mentioned at the beginning of the app, it's Scorpio full moon. Ooh. Ooh. So if you are keen to learn more about that energy and how it's going to filter into the week ahead, uh, but also join us for our weekly wine nights, uh, we would love to see you in the middle membership. All you need to do is jump into the show notes here or in our Facebook group. We'll have details to sign up. It costs less than a coffee a week and we have the best crew. It's just so fun, right? It's so fun. I'm really looking forward to Wednesday one night. Actually. Me too. We have had a couple of special guests as well. We had Genoa join us uh, last week, last Friday, which was fun. Um, so we need to think of our next special guest for wine night too. Yeah, I don't think they'll join us this week. No, though. no. We've got to just have it us for once. You've been listening to The Middle with your hosts, Holly Party and Jordana Levine. Join our Facebook group. Just search The Middle Podcast. And while you're there, why not join us in The Middle Membership? You can also find us on Instagram. Just search The underscore Middle underscore Podcast. Catch you next week.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.